Hey, hope you're doing good. As I record this podcast, it is May of 2022, and this is a great time for you if you're a parent planning to include music in your child's future. A great time to do research as we enter the summer season and we've access to a lot of outdoor festivals where you can see street performers, hear all these new musical sounds and enjoy some classical music festivals also that very often take place during the summer season. Now, today's episode is going to follow on from last week's episode, which was all about trying to find your dream tutor. What are the questions you should ask? What are the things you should consider when trying to find a dream music tutor? Now, the next question is, what should be included in music lessons? So, for example, if you're totally new to learning music, what kind of things should you expect to learn in a music lesson? to make sure that the money that you're spending, the time that you are giving this new skill is being really well catered for. Well, the first thing I would say is from the very outset, technique and the reading of music should be primary. So as the student is learning how to do the playing of the instrument, that the accompanying skill of reading sheet music, as well as understanding the various techniques, for example, I'm a pianist, so I think of Well, what way does the student sit at the piano? What way is their hand position? And then marrying all that together in one unit with the sheet music that is being read for the first time. Now, there's a lot of online resources there and they're fantastic in what they produce um, as an assistance to help externally to the formal music lesson sometimes. But just be careful, they can be a bit of a distraction too. A good music tutor will provide you with books that will take you step by step, week by week, very simply through the process of learning a new instrument. So it doesn't become overwhelming and you really get to grips with the learning of this new musical skill and also the musical language as you see it on paper, as it were. Now, alongside that, if we have a look at the, you know, the later novice levels into the lower intermediate levels what should be included in those lessons well i'm thinking of things like repertoire meaning discovering all different styles of music not just focusing on one particular style of music so i'll give you a quick story when i was learning piano myself it was solely focused for the most part on classical style music so i had very little access or knowledge as to techniques concerning improvisation when it came to the likes of jazz music. Jazz music is so well noted for these amazing parts that different instruments play when in a group. And it's usually coming from a very good foundation when it is in the zone of improvisation. Improvisation means that you're able to create a melody from the foundations of a tune or a melody line in a tune that you're able to develop that melody and move it into different creative lengths. Also, you've got all these other styles of music, like you've got the popular styles of music, you've got folk music, indie music, uh, rap music, you know, all these contemporary styles. And then you have all the variances then within the classic genres. So you have the Brock pieces, you have the classical style pieces, you have the romantic style pieces, you have impressionist style pieces. And then you have all these different expressions in the 20th century. So 
to develop a good repertoire means that you're going to learn pieces from all these different periods of music. And just because these pieces of music have been written back in history doesn't mean they're boring or uninteresting. Actually, it's completely the opposite. The, the sounds and the skill that you can develop through learning these pieces are amazing. And your ability to read sheet music through this whole process is really helpful as well. So definitely one of the key things if you're heading into the intermediate stages is really observe you know your repertoire the building up of a good repertoire and not to get distracted too much by what you see on youtube stay focused on what your task is with your lessons each week so to make sure that your skill is really growing getting better improving all of that another quick story is i met a student earlier this year and his whole method of learning was using youtube videos the next thing that happened was he was faced with a situation where in the next year to year and a half he's going to have to be able to read sheet music and perform at an intermediate level this student is really up against it because his foundations from day one haven't been laid in correctly and this is what i keep saying to students and parents of all ages is this start out by really putting effort into a good technique and follow that with the reading of sheet music and establish the two together and then move on to an expanded repertoire so as you can handle different styles of music with great understanding now alongside all of what i've just said there is two things i would also advise a music student to include and that is sight reading now sight reading is this ability to be able to pick up a sheet book of music give it about 30 seconds to a minute of looking through a particular sheet of music and being able to play it right there on the spot it's just the equivalent of reading english when you were a, a young child first you to learn the alphabet and then you gradually got better and better and better reading english and before you knew it you were reading a novel so it's the same idea with music you do your sight reading every day consistently and you might just do maybe two or three pieces of sight reading just to exercise those brain muscles for quick recognition of notes on the sheet and you know the power of association bringing that in with the playing of the instrument and also listening to what you're playing as well is critical as you're going through this whole process now the third thing following developing your repertoire doing your sight reading every day is doing oral work now oral work means that you might listen to a youtube video for example and then you try and play that on your instrument what you're doing through that process is you're really exercising your ear muscles as it were and it's growing your oral ability to hear different sounds and hear when something maybe is not right as to oppose when it is right very often what can happen music students is that when they're so busy learning their instrument they forget to listen and they play wrong notes and they don't even hear them make an effort to listen to what you do and oral tests or oral testing is part of some examining systems so it's a very important skill to grow and develop as you go on this musical journey and developing a good ear is also allowing you to listen for other musicians as they are playing around you at the same time when you enter a group situation so imagine you are an intermediate student it may be your first experience of jamming with your friends playing other instruments 
while all that oral work that you've just worked on with YouTube and playing tunes on your instrument and so forth is giving you the ability to hear other instruments and play with them rhythmically correctly and it really enhances that skill so it all comes together all these little pieces come together like a big jigsaw puzzle now the next thing that some people have told me is very valuable to learn and i have taught these a lot in my past to students and that is scales and some people have told me that they hate doing scales but the bonus of doing them is to understand the different key signatures and the different sounds of different keys, whether we talk of major keys or minor keys. And there definitely is a great reason why scales are part of examining systems for decades now. And I think really it's where the piano is concerned or any instrument for that matter is concerned. You're using the full range of your instrument when you're doing scales. You will start off in the middle of your instrument but then it extends outward the higher up the grades in the UK system that you go. And those scales really offer a great insight into the structure and format of different keys, where the black keys fit in of the piano with the white keys and how it all comes together. And therefore then when you go playing a complicated piece of music as you get more advanced, you're able to quickly recognize those keys and bring it all together. You're able to understand theoretical components like the chordal progressions and what makes up triads. And understanding scales helps you to also improvise better using what they call the circle of fifths. So all of this knowledge is kind of all tied up together within the learning of scales. They definitely are a big deal to learn as you go into higher grades in the UK system and they do take a lot of time so it depends on how much time you have it depends how dedicated you are and what you want to achieve so learning of scales oral tests sight reading building a repertoire are all parts of the musical jigsaw puzzle that when you're going through your lessons and you're making sure that your time and your money being spent is properly being invested these are the things that you should be including. Now, there's other aspects to lessons as well, such as maybe having a goal at the end of each season, whether it be a goal of performing a piece to a high standard for fellow students in, your, in the school where you're attending, or it could be heading towards an exam at the end of the season as well. A lot of people here in the UK, Ireland, musical systems that are out there, tend to be very exam directed or exam focused and really you've got to be careful that the exam doesn't take over everything in terms of your time throughout the academic year when you're learning your instrument i feel very strongly that as a student learning any instrument exams have their place and they're excellent to keep students focused but the problem is they can take over a large part of each academic year for those people who start doing their lessons in September and complete the process by May, take the summer period off and return the following September. It really is a combination of the teacher trying to find the balance or the music tutor trying to find the balance with the student, but also the student should be looking for opportunities of finding opportunities to play with people like themselves 
in situations where they can jam together, maybe playing popular music outside of what they're studying in the lesson time, just to build in experience of being together in the one space, playing music and exploring different sounds and just enjoying the music world for what it is. After all, why do we all play music? It's because we love it, we enjoy it. So these are just ideas for you to think about as you ask the question, what should be included in music lessons? Now, next Monday's episode, we'll go further into this topic and we'll talk about creating the best environment for your success as you embark on the musical journey. And I'll just say again, this period of the year from May right through into August is a fantastic time of the year to be doing research in terms of the instrument you might want to play, where you can do it, what type of tutor you'd like to get, what should you include in the whole process of learning music and how you can direct the whole learning process in the most positive, exciting and aspirational way possible. Just one thing I will warn you, don't let the social media platforms distract you when you are on your journey learning your instrument in your way with your tutor. Stay focused on your path and then when you get beyond the beginning stages and you move into the intermediate stages, then those videos and all those inspirational, aspirational videos can come in off of YouTube and so on and really help you to refine your sound, refine your skill by the ideas that you will get from those videos. But when you're in the beginning stages, stay put, stay focused on what you have to do, learning the new skill that you're excited to learn. Now, if you have any questions about this content that I've released today, you can message me on all the social media platforms directly, or you can reach me here on anchor.fm via the voice messaging system, or drop me an email at sylvia at musicsecretsexposed.com. And if there's some burning question you have, send it in and we'll try and answer it for you. And also a reminder, tune in on Friday for the next interview slot. We have a lot of exciting interviews planned for throughout the summer period. A lot of inspired musicians will be coming on speaking about their musical journey, their new albums that are coming out and all the new creative projects that they're involved in. It really is great content to listen to because you as a musician listening will get so many ideas and you'll get so many nuggets of gold handed out for free that these interview slots really do offer an insight into the musical world that you can learn so much from. So tune in on Friday at 8pm GMT for our next interview slot. If this podcast series is really offering value to your musical journey, please leave us five star reviews in wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. It's only a simple thing. Just click those stars. It really helps us as well. And it doesn't cost you anything. Have a great week and tune in on Friday for the next interview slot at 8pm GMT.